All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone out there in a primo land to another episode of Marketing Cheat Codes. We're here every couple of weeks debunking the marketing hacks and demystifying the hottest trends in our field. I'm Sam Chapman, a Primo's content director, joined as always by our intrepid host and a Primo CMO, Ed Briald. Ed, this one's great. Who have we got on the Cheat Codes stage this week? Steven Passanelli. I met him because I read his books and I looked him up and I reached out to him. I was so inspired by the mission he's driving around rehumanizing businesses and bringing light to the problem of digital pollution and marketing. Amazing. Yeah. And I, I love this episode because, you know, Steve was actually like knocking on the door of pro or semi-pro gaming, right? Absolutely. Yeah. As in his younger years, he actually made it super far as one of the top Halo champions. Who would have thought all these years later, we we're talking about how that's relevant to marketing in the core loop. Yeah, that was uh, one of the, the things I picked up on too, is just like some of the crossovers that we actually see on making engaging games and making engaging uh, marketing like the you know, the where our worlds intersect. Um, I think there's a lot of great stuff in here. Um, one of which, as as we all know, for those of us who've gotten lost in the world of games, that there's no substitute for, you know, human emotion or, or the human experience for long lasting relationships. And I love how he digs into that. Absolutely. He hits on some cheat codes taking the time to really understanding your audience. So first seek to understand. And then also he talks about how the return on effort is much higher when you humanize your communications properly. Now that's fascinating. Well, I'm looking forward to this one. Let's get going and I will catch you on the flip side. Here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us today for an episode of Marketing Cheat Codes. I'm super excited for the guest who's on today. He's not just a CMO, he's leading a revolution around humanizing our businesses, our communications. I should say rehumanizing <laughs> all those things because we've really, we've really lost sight of that uh, so much. Uh, Steve Passanelli, Steve, welcome to Marketing Cheat Codes. Ed, I'm excited to be on here. I love the name, by the way, Marketing Cheat Codes. I, I was a gamer, and so I can't wait to get into those conversations, too. There's actually a really interesting story there, too. You weren't just kind of like in gaming. You you kind of made it really far in something specific. Can you, can you tell us about what you did there and the accomplishment you had there in the gaming world? It, accomplishment is, is funny. Um, yeah, it's funny. I don't play video games that much anymore. I haven't in quite some time, but in my teens, for sure, and as a small child, and even into my early 20s, when I was supposed to be spending more time on work, but I was still gaming at that point in time. Um, yeah, I was one spot away from making it to the uh, top, the final 16 players or the top 16 players in Halo uh, in the world. There was this Microsoft event, and I did all of these these land gaming locations and you had to beat out other people. And I was in first place going into the very last round, which means I would have made it to the top 16 going to, to Redmond uh, at the Microsoft headquarters. And I was in first place and we, and they played that. It was a different game mode. It was like a race game mode. And I literally have never played it before ever in my life. I got last place in the racing game mode, which knocked me out of first place. And then wow. I didn't get to go to Redmond. So 
Yeah, I was a gaming geek for sure. <laughs> That's that is super cool. And there's there's this idea actually in gaming in video games. It's called the core loop. It's what keeps the players coming mm -hmm. back and moving through. And I've just found such a parallel with marketing and even you know brand and what we're trying to do to have customers come back and stay engaged with gaming. It's like, while games can be addictive, we're always thinking about as marketers, what can I do to constantly bring folks back? So that I core loop that. of marketing. I love it. Surprise and delight, right? That's what you get out of a video game because you get to that new level and it's a new screen. It's a new world. It's a new background. And the same thing with marketing. Like if they see the same thing over and over again, you know, there's a, there's a certain threshold where it's going to be a negative and it's no more a surprise and delight. You're not providing that value, that dopamine hit, that dopamine rush that's so similar to gaming. Same thing for Mark. I, yeah, I love that whole analogy. So a little bit about how I, when I first met you, I didn't know you yet, but I was moving through the airport and I was on my way on a business trip out to Napa Valley for a marketing conference. And I walked by the bookstore and I saw a stack of books. I had some time to kill. Um, and in my, my strategy for what I wanted to do with my company a Primo was I wanted to humanize a Primo. I wanted to put us back into our communications. I wanted to create tighter connections. I wanted to connect with my audience at, an, at a human level, uh, at an emotional level. I wanted the head and the heart to be connected with. And I saw this book. I'm, I'm like, I cannot believe somebody wrote this book. It was Rehumanize Your Business. Steve, what was your, and you wrote it with Ethan yep. uh, as an authoring partner. What was your motivation to create that book? The motivation was the the pendulum. We saw the pendulum swinging way too far in one direction in sales and marketing, and that was the automation craze. And I mean, we're still in it right now with trying to automate everything. And there are so many amazing things that you can automate or leave to the AI in terms of marketing and sales. And we're evaluating tools right now that that are going to help us do that. But it's the it's the right tool for the right thing. What people started doing was they were automating relationships and drips and no one wants to be dripped on. And so we, we saw this massive influx of just junk coming into our inboxes and stuff that we just didn't want to read because we knew it wasn't personalized and we knew it wasn't meant for me. And people were no longer connecting on an emotional level. It was connecting through, they were trying to connect through uh, just our, our analytical minds, like, hey, we can help you do this. And it just wasn't working. And we felt that coming. And the pendulum swung way too far with automating everything that we were doing. And we were like, you know what? We want to write something that's the exact opposite. And that's that's really what what made me fall in love with, with video and using video as a sales and marketing professional before I came to BombBomb, because I was looking for a solution to connect with people I was no longer in front of connect emotionally. And so that was the that was the thrust of the book. It's like how do we put the messenger has been removed from the message. You know, we are now black text on a white screen. The humanity is gone. How do we rehumanize and send take that extra time, put that extra effort in here and there at the appropriate times to build that relationship and then automate the things that can help you save time. Yeah, that's so powerful. And you were doing, you were pioneering this. This is well before 
we were all forced to be like this. <laughs> you, you realize the power of video, the power of the, the idea that being in person is, is you're much more valuable mm -hmm. when you're there in person, whether that's, you know, physical and, or like when we can send ourselves anywhere at any point in time, put ourselves into the communication. It's so much easier to speak than it is to write. We can actually speak faster than we can write yeah. uh, and communicate the ideas that we have much better. There's so much lost when you pull the human out. There's so much to be said with um, our nonverbals. Yeah. I came, I came to that realization in, in 2011. I, I led a sales, marketing, sales and marketing team. We did a 48-city tour across the country and you know we were responsible, depending on the year, anywhere from six to eight million dollars of new revenue every year from those forty-eight events and some other trade show events that that we would do. And so it was great. And every year that number went up. You know, so as I said, six to eight million. It was six million, then six point five million, then you know six point seven five million, and we kept on going up with new revenue. But we were having the same amount of events, right? And I'm like. We can sell when we're in front of these people. If I get on stage and we teach and we train and we, we, we edu sales, you know, we provide education and we edutain and we sell, people there will buy that day. We would do a four-hour event and they would see that we cared about them. They would see that we had great content, that we provided them excellent information, and they would buy the products that we were selling in the back of the room. And we would sell, some days we would sell hundreds of thousands of dollars of products in a four hour time frame, but you know how much we sold after? None. And so I'm like, why? We're like, why can't, why do I get these people in a room? I have all their email addresses. They, they're they excited, they're emotionally tied in, you know, they're buying into it. But if we don't sell them there, it was very difficult besides the next day or two, it was very difficult a month down the road to sell those people again. And that's when I stumbled upon using video and bomb bomb and I and I made all the mistakes and sent tons of like marketing videos out right. and pitchy videos. And when we just started following up with people as humans, hey Mary, you came to the event two months ago. I hope you're really, you know, using some of the things that you learned, like the X thing and the Y thing and the Z thing, you know, that you learned. You said that you were interested in moving forward with X. Hopefully that's working out for you. Hey, if you have any questions about some of the things that we offer, and when we reached out with just a human message, like just checking in. I hope you're, you know, I, I hope you found value. People started responding back through that video and buying products. And it was like a revelation for me back then because that's how I made it to $8 million. It wasn't because I did more events. It was because we followed up more effectively. Yeah. And you didn't just get there. T take me a little bit back, your origin story that got you there to that moment when you realized being in person was so much better. How did you start your career? How did, how did your career arc start to move to, to get there? Well, I'll, well I'll, go, I'll go back even more, you know, than, than that when, when I was a sales rep and, and got interested in, in marketing or figured out that I needed marketing to, to be an effective sales rep. Um, I had a territory in New Jersey selling a CRM product. It was a SaaS product in 2002 for real estate agents. And so monthly subscription, it was one of the first products ever created in SaaS. It was top producer removed from a disk base to uh, web based in 2002. And so I was going around selling those products and the majority of my sales came from in-person 
sales. I would go to an office, a real estate office, and I would pitch them in their Tuesday morning meetings or their Wednesday afternoon meetings and, and sell them, sell them tools uh, to help them, CRM tools and advertising tools, et cetera. And so after a while, a couple of years, I had that same role as when I was gaming a lot at the same time. <laughs> um, I would go into the office and it was hard to get back into the offices because they're like, you're just going to come in and you're going to do another sales pitch for the five tools that you had. You know, no, you know, no, thank you. And so, you know, I was struggling to get in. A bunch of people left the company at that point in time because they were struggling to get into the offices. And that's when I really started training and educating. And that's how I got that 48 city tour, because I'm like, these people don't want to come in and be sold to. They want a real human to come in and help them with their problems. And so I changed, I created four different classes, education classes around technology and real estate. And I pitched those classes, not pitched our product. And I got in face to face, you know, with those folks and provided them training. And I didn't sell as much on those first couple meetings, but I sold a heck of a lot more in the two, three, four, five months after, as I was going in a couple of times and they wanted me back in and was providing that value, you know, value as a human being value rather than just pitching is like, here's how I can help you. Um, and, and so I, you could also say it was like the precipice of learning the power of face-to-face -face communication too. You know, I knew if I was going to email them or call them, I wasn't getting the sales. If I got face to face with them and had value to bring, that's when the sales would come. And so I started marketing my classes as training classes. And that was that was really my transition into marketing. It was like, wait a second, I can do this stuff well ahead of time to prime these people to seed and to make them more open to, or receptive to my sales message. And I think that's what marketing is, right? How can we prime, how can we seed the right message so they're more receptive when we have something of value to offer to them? Yeah, and it sounds like you were able to, they were, you were able to build these relationships because it was you. And you also probably realized there was a high cost of being in person over, over time, right? To do the tours. Right. So there's this concept now, you know, today's day and age of us thinking about the return on that effort, the amount of work and investment it takes. Uh, it's not just when we think about content now, you're, you are, you're putting yourself in content today. Um, and what are your thoughts on the high cost of, I'll call it traditional versus what we can do, do now with more of these multimedia uh, mediums? Um, in the return on effort being much more, much better, right? And the the high cost of being of traditional versus what we can do now with with video. Well, that, that's the pendulum that we were talking about before. That's what's you know, that's what's changed. If you can stand out by putting effort in, and a lot of times you know, in the book we interviewed Lauren Bailey, and she says in the book she's like, you just need to be twenty percent more. Oh, there we go. But, <laughs> She said, you just need to be 20% more human. That's all it takes, which is a little extra effort, you know, into that. And it's going to yield much better results because people are lo still looking for the exact opposite. They're looking for easy street or the easy button that they can press and automate and blast out messages and just have money roll in rather than put the time and effort to get to know the person, to get to know the problems the person has. And that's, you know, whether you're doing it from an ICP perspective um, or persona perspective, um, or you're doing it on a one-to-one -one perspective, of course, even better, you know, you, you scale that 
understand your, your customer, understand the problems that they have and show them that you took the time to do that. And that's where video comes in. When you send them a video and you, you know, you hold up a little message this this said Sabri or sorry, Gabriella, till I just scraped it off there by accident. But uh, this was the last video I sent. I sent out a, a quick sorry message. But when you hold that up and you show them that this message is specifically for you or specifically to, to Gabriella, and that you took the time to research them a bit, to understand their current predicaments, and then you have a potential solution and you don't try to leap the Grand Canyon by asking them to buy today, you know, you're taking one, two, three steps closer to, to where you want to go. So yeah, return on effort. I, I think you get a compounding interest on effort because people don't want to put in the effort. They want to automate it. And if you automate yourself, you're going to find yourself out of, <laughs> out of a job. Yeah. There's no shortcuts to uh, creating genuine relationships. No, I mean, that's true. There, there is no cheat code to that. There's time, effort. That's that's the only thing you can put in. Now you can cheat code who to go after, and you can cheat code, you know, elements of of your ad campaigns and and swap. I mean, that's what like we're looking at this tool right now called uh, metadata.io. You know, it's programmatic uh, ads, and they you can take six different dimensions and create three or four or five variations in each dimension, which gives you like two hundred tests that you're running at once. And then it tells you like this group of people with this ad, with this is the best. And it tells you what, what direction to go. And like that stuff, heck yeah. Like people shouldn't be doing, that's not relationship focused. That's figuring out what message resonates the most. Then you take the message that resonates the most and you put the effort in and you send those people a video after they consumed your ad and you put that little bit of extra effort in and you say, hey, if you're thinking about this, if you're having this problem, here's a guide that might help you and you provide that content, the return on effort. Yeah. So like you said, this is marketing cheat codes, Steve. So this audience wants a cheat code from you. What are some of the, what's a tried and true cheat code that you've experienced that can help folks get to that next level in marketing? If they apply that concept, they're going to advance. So I'll give you two because the first answer is kind of lame <laughs> <laughs> uh, because because I truly do think that video is a cheat code. I've experienced myself not as a BombBomb bomb employee, but as a customer sending video messages for four years. I truly do think being human and human centered communication and being 20 percent more human is the cheat code. But that would be a lame answer. So uh, so I want to give another one and and I'll give it from my presentation days. And this just happened here recently as we're getting back into live events and things like that. You know, my budget's going up next year for live events. I'm assuming everyone else's budget is going mm -hmm. and people are, are just jonesing to be together. And I just went to a live event. It was an executive retreat, executives from all over the world, from, you know, like Southwest and like all these different companies came to this event. And I had a 15 minute speaking presentation. How did I get it? I paid for it. Um, so there were six other vendors that had 15 minute paid presentations and we could do a paid demo, a paid you know, pitch on our product. Mm -hmm. Five out of the six people did a paid pitch on their product. I didn't pitch my product at all. 
30 seconds, maybe at the end, and spent 14 and a half minutes on the problem that they face and solutions that would help them wow. whether they bought our product or not. So this cheat code here, as we're doing more webinars, you know, marketing webinars, live events, et cetera, my biggest cheat code is do not go in front of a group, even if that's what you're supposed to do and you paid a ton of money. We paid a ton of money to be there. I will tell you what, the people after the event, they came up in droves. They thanked me profusely. Thank you so much. That was so awesome. I learned this, this, and this. We generated so many leads by not pitching, even though that's exactly what we were supposed to do. And it goes the same thing with like webinars. You know, like you, you get all these sponsorship opportunities. And if you're using those sponsorship opportunities to do a demo and run through features of your product, you are missing out on real connections that you can make by understanding what you, the audience really wants to see. And they don't want to see your demo because they don't know anything about you yet. Wow. If I could... So a cheat code is be valuable because you focused on value. You focused on the problem or the pain rather than the, the solution for it. Uh, and that really, um, your ability to create that empathy and understand the, the challenge, uh, put your, your times there, opened up. You've earned that now opportunity to even talk about if the, the fact that you could potentially solve for it. Yeah. And the other, the other thing it introduces is the curiosity gap. You know, we sometimes we lose sight of that as as marketers and salespeople. You know, if you get up there and you do a demo, and it's fifteen minutes, ten minutes, whatever it may be, you're never going to have enough time to clearly go through and articulate everything that you wanted about about your product. And so people will walk away with a misconception that I don't need that or I didn't do that because they feel like they've seen it all. If you only talk about the problem and show that you are a company that understands the problem better than anyone else, you understand them. People just want to be seen, heard, felt and, and understood. And if you can show them that you understand their day to day and then you say, we have a solution for that, then people want to close the loop on yeah. that curiosity gap. Well, what is that solution? Well, what other things do they have to offer? And they have a reason to come up and talk to you. If they feel like they understand everything about their about your product, it, unless you did an amazing job in that 10 minutes to convince someone that they have this problem and here's the solution, it's the end all be all, which doesn't happen often. Like all you're trying to do is take them to the next step. You open that curiosity gap, most people are gonna wanna talk to you, ask questions, and then you can truly ask them questions to see if they would value from what you offer. I love that the curiosity gap. It's that that gap between what you what you know and what you want to know. Yes, very cool. And like our minds want closure, right? Like it, unless you if you don't give them something that's that's open, they're never going to want to close it and stick with you and earn that you know attention span of theirs. That's brilliant. Love that. So uh, you had this book up. What are some you know special projects you've got going on right now? I know human-centered communications and this term that you're again leading a, a revolution on in terms of digital pollution. Uh, what are some of the activities around that that you've got going on, or other you know burning platform activities in Steve's world? Yeah, yeah. So of course the book, and we got. Well, I'm excited because our first book we didn't get a Wall Street Journal bestseller. But in this book, we did. So we made the list. We got a Wall Street Journal bestseller. So we're excited and promoting that and just selling the book. But we're also bringing more light on on the problem of digital pollution. And it's a problem 
for senders as it is for recipients. Like we're being polluted each and every day as recipients, but as senders, you need to break through the noise and and think about the counter impacts that you're making with the messages that you're sending and the negative effects with people not accepting your CTA, which we go in depth you know, into the book. But we're also exploring that in a video film series, which Ed, you are... Uh, you graciously decided to be a part of. We have executives. Yeah. Absolutely, it was. I was. You had your your film crew had me running around <laughs> the city of Chicago with big like Hollywood level style cameras. I felt like a celebrity. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we we put a lot of time and effort into this project because you know we believe in it. We believe that. It's hard to break through the noise, and people know this. Anyone listening to this podcast, any marketer is, knows that it's hard to break through the noise to get that attention. And we think we really want attention, right? That's what we think that we want. But you know, if you listen to Gary Vaynerchuk, he says that attention is the currency of sales. He, you know, he says that all the time. Um, and I would, I would disagree. Uh, I would say attention is the precursor. Uh, but what you're really searching for is is trust and engagement because it, you need to get trust and engagement. If you have attention, but the currency isn't worth anything, if you don't have the trust there, then it's going to be a very low valued currency worth of attention. They need to know that there's trust there. And so in this video film series, we explore the digital pollution that's occurring from the recipient's perspective. And, and there's real takeaway. There's tangible takeaways here because people like you go through their inboxes and share what works and what isn't working and what caught your interest and what didn't. And then we go and we visit BDRs and SDRs and sales reps. And then we see what they're sending and what they're thinking when they're sending out the messages. And then we bring it all together with what people can do to send more thoughtful, human-centered messages that break through the noise, that build relationship, that build rapport, that bring business back to as close as we can get it to that face-to-face. -face. Um, I love what um, Adam Conto says in this book. He's like, he's like, if you can't do a handshake deal, he's like, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't do that deal. Like you need to believe that person. You need to know who that person is. And that's what we talk about, breaking through that noise to truly understand one another, whether it be through video, face-to-face -face communication, or just better text-based communication. That's awesome, Steve. Really appreciate it. Just brilliant. Um, appreciate everything you're doing. Um, you were there at my moment of need when I was walking through that airport <laughs> in Pittsburgh. Uh, not everybody's going to find you in the same way I did. Not everybody's going to have that moment where they look and they see a book that's exactly what they're looking for, the blueprint to revolutionize and overhaul their business for change. What's the best way for folks to get in touch with you after they're hearing uh, what you're talking about today? Yeah, of course, LinkedIn. Uh, I'd love for you to to connect with me on LinkedIn and send out a video message if you want. Uh, when you do connect, I'll send out a video message in reply. Let me know that uh, that you heard, uh, heard from me here on cheat codes and, uh, yeah, connect on LinkedIn, Stephen Passanelli, S T E P H E N P A C I N E L L I. Awesome. Steve, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks Ed. Thanks for having me on. This was fun. Great. Cheers. Thank you everyone for joining us today for another episode of Marketing Cheat Codes. I want to thank our guests for their time and everyone out there in a primo land for listening. This episode was written, mixed, and produced by Glenn McManus. Our associate producer is Noah Horberg. Our production coordinator is Izzy Herbst. And our creative director is Sonny Okamoto. 
Our series is hosted by Ed Briald, and I'm your co-host, Sam Chapman. If you like what you're hearing, please rate us or review us everywhere you listen to podcasts, and be sure to keep the conversation going by following us on LinkedIn and Twitter. If you have a topic you'd like to hear us discuss or want to be a guest, head on over to the URL in the episode description and drop us a line. Until next time, thanks for listening.